I got love for you, man. You know what, I'm what are we talking about? You know, I'm not here to start any trouble. I'm only going to say nice things about you from now on. I think you're handsome, and I think you're a wonderful host. I'm fat and I'm overweight. Just don't say anything silly. I was waiting for you to say that. I'm not laughing about it. You think this is funny? I take this serious. You know, I don't want y'all to take anything that out of context that I'm saying. He's very funny. He likes to joke around a lot. As a personality and as an entertainer, yes. This is going to be really quick. I'm not taking any questions. Go ahead and get comfortable. I'm going to talk for a little bit. You're listening to Cabby Presents, the podcast. Welcome, 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 welcome. Thanks for checking in with me. If you haven't already, give us a little subscribe on iTunes. I'm your host, Cabby Richards. You can check out all my food pics. On Instagram, at the real cabbie, if that tickles your fancy. I can't believe I just said that, but, you know, it felt natural. If you want a screen filled with dumb, check out my Twitter feed, at the real cabbie. Instagram is the same thing, at the real cabbie. Rate the podcast if you haven't, and enjoy the next little while as we talk a whole lot of stuff. Actually, more specifically, in this particular episode... It's all pop culture. My CFL guests get into a conversation about music, and both are great interviews. Both have big personalities and have a lot to offer for your listening pleasure. The first stop is the city that rhymes with fun. If it's going to be an interview, I'm going to conduct it. So I'll answer my own questions, ask myself the questions, then give y'all the answers. The last time I hung out with my guest, I was electrocuted in a tub filled with ice and water on the field at Mosaic Stadium in Regina, Saskatchewan. Um, And my guest just stood with a smile on his face, just taking it in. Uh, One of the anchors of the best defense in the CFL. uh, And I'm happy to be joined by one of my favorite interviews in sports because... We could talk about virtually anything as we do on this podcast. I'm pleased to be joined by Ricky Foley of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Welcome back, sir. Uh, such a great intro, Cabby. I'm, I'm crying over here, brother. <laughs> I do what I can, man. You mean a lot to me, man. Hey, uh, where are you right now? I am on Victoria Ave in the lovely, beautiful, 35 degrees Celsius, Regina, um, Saskatchewan. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know what Victoria, is that like the main street or is that like a side street? Yeah, it is. It's, uh, it's, if you've been here, it's, it's probably where you ate, you stayed and everything else. It's, uh, it's the main street. Yes. It's, it's their version of Young Street in Toronto. Is that much. right? Is that right by that mall? Cause I, I bought, last time I was there, I bought like socks or like boxer briefs from the Bay. Right. There's yeah. like a, that's right Victoria. There, yeah, Hotel Saskatchewan is on it, and uh, <laughs> the Armada. Yeah, um, that's the one. What exactly? How exactly is your uh, your city going to uh, sustain like a hundred thousand Canadians coming into Regina for the one hundred and first Grey Cup? Um, happy you mentioned that, Cavi. Uh, I actually have a spare bedroom. In oh my yeah, house. dude, I'm one hundred percent claiming that. Uh, okay, all right. I was kind of going to put it out there. Where I was going to charge a thousand a night for it. Oh. But, uh... <laughs> all right. Well, listen. I don't want. Listen. I know. I know you're not. You're. You're not just a businessman. You're a business man. So yeah. You know what? I'm not going to be. I'm sure TSN's going to put me up in a in a spot. So 
to uh, whoever's listening, uh, Ricky Foley has a a comfortable what is it a, like a double bed or is it a queen size bed or a futon? What do you got over there? Um, I got nothing in the in the spare bedroom right now. So so, uh, so, so they should bring they should either bring a, like a <laughs> a sleeping bag or a air mat. Will you at least give them an air mattress by then? The back patio has a couple of lawn chairs. <laughs> <laughs> And a lounger, so you can bring that in into the room. Yeah, two couches. I mean, we're, we're, <laughs> you're gonna be partying so hard there, Grey Cup, Kavi. Let's be honest. You're not gonna. No, no, you're I, not gonna need a bed. Listen, you know, I. You'd be good. I can only party on the final, like after the game, because beforehand I have to do interviews too, and I can't be out there smelling like Belvedere and Grey Goose, you know, <laughs> trying to talk to you dudes, because you do it to be like, yo, did you go out last night, Cav? And then my eyes would be bl- bloodshot red. They look like Michael Jordan's eyes. Yeah. I, <laughs> I'm not, I don't know if you're going to find anybody who doesn't have those symptoms, though. Right. Week, so right, right. I don't think anybody's going to notice. You yeah. might you might be right, including my bosses. Um, so what were you doing today in uh, Regina, Saskatchewan? Um, trying not to catch heat stroke, actually. Um, oh, okay. It was, it was hot. It was like 35 out here today. But, no, we had a uh, day two practice. Um, it, was, it was pretty good, you know. Um, you know, basically the last, like, full, full practice before the game on Sunday. And uh, actually a couple of my teammates, we just did a backpack drive for kids going back to school in the area who oh, uh, cool. can't afford school supplies. Yeah. So just the, the, the teammates and the coaches and the staff, they all donated money. And uh, we were able to give, like, 80 local kids uh, backpacks uh, full of supplies and everything. And uh, Target was really good. They donated a lot of it. But it was all through the Salvation Army. And um, it was good, man. It was a good cause. You guys have a Target out there? We have a new Target. It's kind of, the, you know, like the talk of the town. Oh. It's pretty new. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. Dude, tar- Targets are, like, not quite talk of the town here in Toronto, but... When they first opened their doors, it was like it was it was a deal. It was like, oh, you Targets in town, and apparently it's not the same as the American Targets, where like you can get T-shirts for six bucks and you can yeah. get like groceries, and you know they have the giant Targets in the U.S. I I heard it's not quite the same. What does the one in Regina look like? Um, well, since they just kind of sponsored the event we did, I'm gonna say they're just awesome. Um, but, I mean, well done, well done. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of like a Walmart kind of thing. You pretty much get everything you need. And uh, I almost got in a car accident, so... Well, can you please, like, you, may, you should maybe pull over. I hope you're at least on, like, uh, Bluetooth or on headphones. Okay, I'm on Bluetooth. Yeah, okay, good, no good, good. Hey, um, so th- I'm going to give the audience a little bit of a background on our, our cold tub sketch when I um, when I got to your stadium, we had we had organized, and you made me feel so like welcome in the stadium that when I was in your guys' uh, training area, you guys it was lunch, and you're like, "Cab, you want to grab some food?" Like you had like oh, yeah. these big things of like ribs and stuff, and I really wanted to eat the food, but I don't want to be that jerk from TO just because I have a job on a sports channel that feels like I can just go eat your guys' food. I don't want dudes looking at me sideways. So I do appreciate you <laughs> extending the uh, uh, extending the food, the invitation for the food. But I didn't want to be that guy. I've been that guy before, and that guy's just a jerk. No, you know what though? It's uh, it's a family out here, man. Once you're part of someone from Rider Nation, like a player or a staff member, if they if they cordially invite you to an event or the the sacred locker room food after practice ritual, 
I mean, you're good, man. You're one of us. You're good. As long as, yeah, you're good to go, man. I so. have uh, another reason I didn't accept is I'm always that guy. I don't know if you're this guy, Ricky, but I'm always that guy that gets grease or mustard or ketchup or barbecue <laughs> sauce on his clothes without fail, 100 out of 100 times. Man, I, I've, I've seen you out, man. I, I, I know you. Oh you know, yeah. So oh, I you've seen you've seen me with cranberry juice stains on my shirt. <laughs> Oh man! I don't yeah, know. If, can you help brother. me? Can you help me, man? I like, dude. I honestly need help. Like, uh, like it's like a so, life bro. coach, or I just need something because no. I can't just be a drunk rhino all the time. No, man. I mean, let's be honest. You're a pretty successful guy. Things are going pretty well for you. Like, why rock the boat, bro? Like, just be, do you? Don't don't have that you know reflective moment where you start questioning you know who am i what am i doing with my life I'm getting older don't do that man just be you oh, forever man, man. Oh, yeah forever i'll in my in my casket i will have a stain on my shirt from something that i ate you know yeah. recently before they put me in the ground because i will remain that friggin rhinoceros uh which has no sense of etiquette or decorum anywhere and if you don't, and I'm still living, I'll make sure I bring, like, a great Goose and Cran and put <laughs> on your chest, bro. Thank you, Sid. That, <laughs> that'd be the best way to go into the ground. So we, so I, it turns out that when I was there, we, we had permission to use the, the, the facilities cold tub, and then on the day, it did, like, like, 90 seconds before, I was putting on my microphone, we're going over the bit, we are told, boom, we couldn't use the one inside, the locker room, but you came up with the idea to uh, use, like, the backup tub, which is one we a actually used in the bit. You came up with that pretty quickly. Um, were you surprised or uh, amazed that I could, eat A, fit into the cold tub that uh, you guys had on the field? Because it, it was pretty small. Uh, it was. And, and, B, that I actually jumped in it full body. Uh, more surprised. Um I knew you were going to fit. I mean, I think you've done a great job um, within your workout plan and diet. I, I see you a slimmer version of Tabby. I have saw I saw it in person, so I'm proud of you. Appreciate and that. Thank I, you, sir. But in case you go, know, because the listeners, not, they can't see that right now at, at home, right? So I'm just going to put that visual out there. Cabby's a slim cabbie right now, people, just so you know. I'm working on it. Thank you. Right. But the, the jump into it, I mean, it took a lot for you to get in there, but you did it. I Hats off, man. You went all the way in. I mean... You had a, a, a minus, you know, 40-degree rated uh, scuba gear suit on. <laughs> you still went all the way in, bro. Hey, you what, did you jump in the cold tub today talking about 35 degrees Celsius? Yeah, negative. I, I no. don't need that in my life. Yeah, I don't really no, need it in no, my life. Okay. No, when I need it, I need it. But otherwise, um, yeah, no. And then, you know what, too? I uh, shouldn't be putting this out there, but oh, well. You know, it was so hot today that guys... You know, they just want to cool off. They didn't necessarily need the rehabilitation part of the cold tub. And they were just sweaty jumping in there. And I just, you know, I don't want to be a part of that. Oh, so dudes dudes were just jumping in the pool just to... Oh, yeah. Just, like, just because they're hot. Yeah. Like they're eight-year-old kids at at yeah. Wild Water Kingdom. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I don't want to be a part of that, you know, uh, you know, just... Wait, how, how, many, how many dudes are you talking that are frolicking in pools together? At least... I mean, there's shifts, probably like shifts of we could probably fit eight guys in at once. And <laughs> so it's, 
Hijink shifts of eight. That's what it is. Wow, just rotating through. Just guys splashing water on each other. Just like dying in the Walking heat. Out. Yeah, okay. All right. I, I didn't know where we were going to go. I thought with the splashing. I we're going to start giving guys visuals at home of what's going on in Nation, well, listen, but hey, that. listen, you guys are teammates. You guys are family. You know, if you guys are eight years old, there's nothing wrong. This is a little tomfoolery. Dudes are just, okay. <laughs> dudes are just cooling down, putting hot, cold water on each other. That's, I mean, it's not, right. I mean, that's, that's normal. It's, no, it's normal, yeah. right? Just no car wash scene from grown-ups, too. You know? <laughs> <laughs> With uh, Andy Sandberg's butt on the windshield. <laughs> yeah, none, of, none of that going on, just so we're clear. <laughs> hey, this week was uh, would have been Michael Jackson's uh, 55th birthday. When, right. uh, when you're out at night or at a wedding, do you dance to his music? I mean, at a wedding, I'm dancing to anything. It doesn't matter because where I'm at, it yeah, it, you can be playing whatever you want. Um, but yeah, I definitely, I'm definitely an MJ fan. Um, you know, not too intense, but when when that music's going, he's got a few of those hits. You got to dance to it. You can't, you can't not dance to it when you hear it in a club. Now, how do you dance to Michael Jackson's music? Do you just do like a simple two step, or you do you do a version of a Michael oh, yeah. Jackson step? Oh yeah, I mean, uh, we had a celebration when uh, you know when MJ died. Um, we had like a, a celebration sock dance. We did a thriller. We did this through the whole, well, not the whole thing, but we did the thriller, uh, you know, kind of dance to it on the field. So who's we, yeah, who's mean, we, where, where were you at that? It was 2009, I believe is when Michael Jackson died. Yeah. Yeah. We were, uh, were you at B- BC still or were you with, with Toronto? Yeah, BC, BC in 2009. Yeah. We were in BC. Yeah. So I can't remember the crew we had. I think Aaron Hunt was involved, and I feel like, I feel like <laughs> he's a big dude. I think I think Phillips Ryan Phillips was involved in it too. I'm not sure, but I but yeah, the guys on defense we we had it going pretty good. I'm pretty sure it was in BC we did. I just remember you know practicing the Thriller dance. So nice. So wait, okay, wait. So yeah. when when you do dance to Michael Jackson's, you didn't say whether you do a Michael Jackson impression or do you do just a simple two step. Um. No, I mean we're trying to do the video dance. We're no, 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 but you, okay, but wait, but wait, Ricky. When you're like at a, say you're at a jam or a night spot, right. and and they it comes in, you hear the you hear the drum kick of rock with you. It goes, boom, doo, 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 boom, doo, boom, yeah. So when that yeah. comes on, what? How are you dancing to that? For example. Um, by myself, I'll probably just keep it two step. I'm a big guy, so I'll probably just two step it out. Um, you know, keep it casual. But um, when when I was single, you know, not anymore, and I had a female, right. um, I was I'm I'm getting I'm getting after it. You know, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm I'll give it my best. You know, right? You just you just want to make sure that the other females know that you can move on the dance floor because that is uh, attractive to them. Big, big guys who they think, oh, you know, he's just a big guy, he can't move. And then you just, you show them the hip work, Cabby. I know, you, you know what I'm talking about. You show them the hip work and they, yeah, they, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah good times. I'm, I'm sure in your single days, uh, long, long time ago. Wait, long time ago. Long time ago. That it was, like, you can't even remember how long ago it's been, but in your single <laughs> days, I'm sure that was, that was, uh, it was a good time. Those, yeah. those yeah. times. I've, I've done, I used to do pretty good for myself. <laughs> hey, who do you think owes more uh, to Michael Jackson, Chris Brown, Usher, or Justin Timberlake? 
I, I guess what I'm saying is, who who do you think in a, I don't want to say he bites his style the most, but who do you think pays homage to Michael Jackson the most of those three artists? Um, I think they all got a, uh, probably been inspired by him quite a bit. I think they'd probably admit to that. But um, seeing as how Usher came out before Chris Brown and, uh, and Timberlake, you know, I'd have to say probably Usher is the most influenced by him. And I think I think Chris Brown's, you know, influenced by, you know, Usher and, but uh, you know Justin Timberlake, I know he's he's really open in how he uh, he was inspired by MJ. So um, I'd have to go with Usher, man. Um, you know, and I think Usher was always respectful of his of his appreciation for MJ and how much he uh, was inspired by him, and you know wanted to be like him when he grew up. So I think I think that's always been there, and Usher's been cool with how he uh, respects the, the the legend that is. Did you um, see uh, Timberlake's performance at the VMAs? Like he was he was honored with the Michael Jackson. Video yeah, Vanguard yeah. Award. Did you see it? And knocked it out of the park. Yeah, that that kid's got some talent, man. Man, I, honestly, yeah, he's a. Uh, I, I honestly, I get. And the, yeah, the thing is, he's always sincere too. He's a funny dude. I saw him on SNL. You see him on SNL a couple times, obviously. Yeah, right? he's hosted it five times. He's part of that club. Oh, always does such a good on. He's man, he's a funny dude. He can act. I mean, he's a super talented dude, man. Like that's uh, yeah, man. He's 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 on point. He is on point. I mean, like, I don't know. Did the uh, did the Jay Z and Justin Timberlake concert come through Regina or, or any or Sa- or Saskatoon? Uh, I uh, I don't know because oh, I, I, I know the first stop was in Toronto, and I I missed that show on July seventeenth. Um, but I don't know what the rest of the the tour dates were. I don't know what other places they went to in Canada. So it would be over by now, though, right? I know. I think so. Yeah, I think it's done. Yeah, there's no way it would have came out here because we would have. Uh, I don't want to put my foot in my mouth. I'm pretty sure we would have, we would have known about it. and Guys would have gone. I don't think it came to Regina, unfortunately. No. That is unfortunate. Um, have you seen yeah. the latest? Uh, have you seen the the latest video? The Jay Z's newest video, Holy Grail, with Justin Timberlake, just came out today. It's like on Jay Z's uh, Facebook page. No, I haven't seen the video. I've been bumping that album pregame for a while though. Uh, have you? No, yeah. For sure. What songs do you like, What songs do you kill on that record? Because I, I, me personally, I think I play uh, Kanye's album more than Jay Z's album. Really? Yeah, I, I'm into Jesus, man. I, I, I think I'm like the the angry Kanye. Just I don't know. Just feeds my brain a little bit more than what when Hove just tells us repeatedly how rich he is and how many cool pieces of <laughs> pieces of art he has in his place. Like, yeah, we know we get it. We get it. You're, you got you got cool stuff. We get it, Hove. Even though Hove is yeah. the greatest, I we get it. I, I I feel you. You know, the thing is, when Kanye's album came out, it was just, it was really different. And I, I haven't given it enough play to like the, because to me at least, it's a completely different style than what I'm used to, you know, hearing. And I kind of never really fully got into it, but... That uh, F with me, you know I got it. With yeah, Ross. yeah, yeah. That, that, I could listen to that all game before a game, and uh, that that gets me ready. Tom Ford is another good track. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I, that F with me, you know I got it. That's, yeah, that's kind of up there right now on my playlist. On the, on the I mean, to get you hyped before the game, Black Skinhead on Kanye's record and New Slaves, those are, have pretty heavy yeah. bass lines. And there's a song called Blood on the Leaves. When the when that beat kicks in, it is so sinister, dude. It'll just, it'll just like your your face will have no other reaction but to just scrunch up, up upon itself, and just the muscles will just tighten. You'll just get so much harder by hearing that sinister beat. 
So if you have it on awesome. your iPod, give that a listen when you're uh, when you're at your locker or when you're working out because that'll just you'll hear it, dude, and it'll it'll affect your spine. I'm telling you, this 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 weekend, Labor Day Classic, I'm gonna do that. That'll be my pregame last song I listen to before I come out. That'll be uh, you said, blood on the leaves. That's what it'll be. Blood, yeah, man, blood on the leaves, blood on the field. But on the, <laughs> hey, uh, I can't make any comments like that. I also get fined. But yeah. <laughs> okay, you can save them to the afterwards then, to the post game. Right. Um, now, what we mentioned uh, dancing, and a long, long time ago, when you had a when you had a certain groove, a long, long time ago, um, before the expression twerking was uh, popular, uh, when you were watching women, as we would we might say, they're whining or they're grinding. Um, would you, would you, would you go to participate with said women or would you just stand back and admire, uh, the way those women moved? Oh no, I'm, I'm all in there, man. I'm, uh, (laughs) that's, I mean, if you, you know, like, like I don't go to club to, to me mug. I don't go to a club to act hard or anything like that. I, you know, I go to, I go to a club to, I I, I used to go to a club. Right. uh, Yeah. A while ago, a while ago. a long time ago, I used to, you know, partying with nice girls. Apparently, one of the reasons the Vanier Cup, uh, Canadian University's football championship game, is not being played in Regina during Grey Cup weekend, as it has been the past few years, like wherever the Grey Cup is played, the Vanier Cup is also played, is because there aren't enough hotels to satisfy the people flocking to the city. Either way... I'm looking forward to the 101st Great Cup weekend in the city that rhymes with fun, even though it will be minus 100,000. Ricky Foley, my first guest, hoisted the 100th Great Cup, and now let's swing out to the West Coast to connect with a dude that hoisted the 99th Great Cup. Van City, hello. If it's going to be uh, an interview, I'm going to conduct it. So I'll answer my own questions, ask myself the questions, then give y'all the answers. The first time I met my guest, I was covering the uh, CFL playoffs back in 2009. And from what I can remember, uh, the BC Lions traveled to Hamilton for a playoff game, and I was doing a series of segments en route to the Grey Cup. It has been said by many that he is the funniest player in the CFL uh, now that Jermaine Copeland has retired. And at the time that I met Corey Banks, he was a huge gamer, crushing out hours of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Every time I speak with him, I enjoy myself more and more. And I'm pleased to be joined by Corey Banks of the BC Lions. Welcome to the Cabby Presents podcast, sir. Oh, thank you very much for having me. Are you still, are you, um, still gaming? Uh, well, I mean, I don't, I don't really have a habit, but I don't really put many hours. I probably may put one hour every three weeks in now. Oh, okay. So you're you're not a gamer at all. That's like gamers spend like a couple of hours every day on that, or or they have like marathons where they go like you know six eight hours and just have like two cold two cold pizzas in front of them, uh, like a mm-hmm. a thing of you know cheesies, and then they get their the the controller all <laughs> cheese all orange. You you don't have, do you have any of those types of uh, marathons anymore? No, I mean I backed off of gaming a lot. You know I. I like I have, I'm wasting. Well, I would used to waste too many hours doing that kind of thing, you know. 
Now you have to be more uh, productive. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I'm using my 24 hours a day more wisely. <laughs> On uh, Twitter, you can follow his adventures at 24banks, no underscore, just one word, at 24BAN. Uh, B-A-N-K-S, excuse me, at 24 Banks. Um, in uh, in November, the PS4 is coming out. I think it's November 15th. And the Xbox One is rumored to come out November the 8th. Will you be purchasing either one of those game consoles? Uh, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think so because really, I, how much more can I take? I mean, I'm still learning the PS2. Are PS3, I'm sorry. PS3, yeah, so yeah. I cannot, I cannot learn the PS4, but I'm not even 100% sure how to use the PS3. Do you use your PS3 for uh, Netflix or I, for, like, uh, Blu-rays? Uh, I use it a little bit, not much. I have a couple of them. I have, like, two of them. One of them here, one of them in my house in Atlanta. The one here I use strictly just for games. The one at home I use it more for Internet purposes. Okay. Um. So how long have you lived in Canada? Well, I never live in Canada uh, year-round. I always uh, go back home on the off-season. But I've been here, this is my 10th season. Oh, my gosh, dude. So, but it's ba- you're here for like six or seven months, right? Like half of the year, basically. Absolutely. So how Canadian are you, Corey? <laughs> well, I, you know, I, uh, I have an alter ego. His name is Corbin. That's when I'm <laughs> using my Canadian swag, right? Corbin is his name? Corbin, you know, you take the first three letters of my uh, name, first and last name, and you put it together, and that's my alter ego. And what what is Corbin like? What does Corbin do? Uh, he's a party animal, party guy, <laughs> you know, cool guy, funny guy. So that's how sk- when when, when Corbin is partying, um, does Corb is Corbin a Jagger bombs kind of guy, or is he just like a like a like a like a Coors Light or a Bud Light kind of guy. I'm a Jaeger bomb, definitely kind of guy. Jaeger bomb here and there, and uh, Grand Marnier. That's my Jaeger bomb for shots. Grand Marnier for my regular drink, and I'm satisfied. Now, Corey, when Corbin comes out, uh, does Corbin have a Canadian accent, or does Corbin speak exactly the way you speak? He, he uh, well, you know, he, he cleans up his verbiage and he gets very proper. On you know, I have a little Canadian. Uh, Look, Canadian in me now, you know, after 10 years, a decade, you know, you learn how to live like the Canadians live, and so, you know, I adapted pretty well. So, <laughs> I'm just, what, so how have you adapted? Like, what, what Canadian, what Canadiana have you embraced being uh, here for uh, 10 years playing in the CFL? I find this fascinating, by the way. Well, first of all, I know how to keep myself warm because everywhere is cold by the end of September, and... I learned the word A. You know, that A word is pretty popular, and uh, pardon me, that's one of my favorite words now. I'm having a rotation of my, in my vocabulary, so the A in pardon me, that's part of my uh, vocabulary, definitely. We're, we, we are certainly uh, polite. We're, that's that's our thing. Like, sometimes uh, polite yeah. to a fault. But in, right, right, yeah. In Vancouver, like, it rains all the time, though. So, like... I mean, and you you mentioned that, uh, or you spend your off season in in Atlanta, uh, and I'm sure it's it's probably hot all year round. Do you have uh, rain boots, Corey? Oh no, that's I believe rain boots are for women and kids. You know, men don't wear rain boots. Do you wear Timberland boots? 
Uh, I don't I don't own a pair of Timberlands at the moment. I, I used to have a lot of pair of Timberlands, but at this point, I mean, it's too hot to be wearing Timberland boots. And I mean, it's, they've been out so long, you know, it's time to move on and try something new. Well, what kind of boots do you wear when it rains, dude? I mean, Vancouver rains like 339 days of the year. Well, if it's raining, if you know what I'm doing, I mean, you know, I adapt to, you know, I don't really wear rain boots. I mean, I wear whatever shoes I have on that best my outfit. <laughs> if it get wet, it get wet. There you go. Now, as far as Canadian cuisine goes, um, do you just do you call bacon simply bacon, or do you refer to it as Canadian bacon? Well, I call it that swine because I don't eat, I don't eat pork. I mean, unfortunately, I used to about five years ago, but I've been off of it for a while. It's strictly swine, you know. Dude, you sound like my mom. My mom calls pork that swine. That's, and, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Dude, but you're swine. from the south, man. That's like, like pork is a is a is a natural part of your diet. Being from the south, no? Man, yes, pork is like I don't know too many people that don't eat pork. No, I don't. I didn't say I didn't like it. I just don't eat it anymore. I haven't eaten it in years. But uh, it, it was delicious. I kind of remember. I like the smell of when people cook it. Just so I can <laughs> take my mind back to how it used to taste. But I won't eat it anymore. But I mean, pork is definitely one of the best cooked meats you can have. Corey, but I don't eat it. Why did Not you good cut for you? Why did you cut it out of your diet? I, well, I did a report before off in college about it, and when I did my research and you know did my own uh, put it up under magnifying glasses and. All what and so what not, you know, under with alcohol alone and left it out on the bathroom, all kind of things. And it just everything about it told me that this is this is the most disgusting meat you can eat as far as like health wise. So I just I ate some bad um ham one day and I, I said that was it. Ah, so, you know, so that was the real reason, not the research you did in high school. The research you did well, in high school was like fifteen years ago, dude. Yeah, but it was it, no no, it was in college. It, or in it college. Was, it was definitely it was the final draw was uh, when I ate the bad ham. I was winging myself off of it, but I couldn't let bacon, pepperoni, and um, baby back ribs go. Finally, <laughs> I winged myself all the way off of it. Oh, that's great. That is just, that is great. Are there other guys, are there guys on your team that still try to sell you on the idea of eating pork oh, yeah. or eating bacon? Yeah, everywhere. They When I, when I tell, when people hear that, like we're in a restaurant, I'm like, does that have bacon on it? And I'm like, oh, no bacon, you know, this, that, and other. They look at me crazy. They always give me the sneeze. Oh, I'm going to eat bacon until I die. I'm like, yeah, you know, I know it tastes good. I know it does. Believe me, I do. But I just chose to get it out of my diet because, you know, it's high in sodium and all that little sorts of things. So Dude, try to manage it before I have to um, manage it one day, right? That's true. Um, oh, quickly about uh, bacon. Did you ever try the double down when it came out? That sandwich from KSC, which the bread was oh, with, chicken with breast. The, with the uh, chicken breast. And yeah. bacon. No, I never ate that. And in the middle was like <laughs> cheese and like some kind of mayonnaise and, and there was bacon. Do you know anybody no, that I, survived eating one of those? Probably not, man. It was, it was probably was like a 2,000 calorie sandwich, right? I, I think, never had one, though. Never, never. I think it was closer. I think it was closer to 3,000 calories and like <laughs> maybe maybe 2,000 milligrams of sodium. Like it was it yeah, was honestly um, like you're about to, you're either going to get diabetes type 3 or you're going to just get a heart attack like immediately. Exactly. That's why I left that stuff alone. I mean, you know, but 
you know, you know, it's, it's a each his own, right? I mean, I'm not trying to downgrade pork by no means. If you like it, I love it. It's just that's just my preference. So I rather just weigh myself off any meat. Hey, when my career's over with, I'm gonna be a vet, uh, almost a vegan. I won't say 100 percent vegan, but I'll really? be really. Why, dude? Well, I'm gonna I'm let a lot of red. I don't I really don't eat a lot of red meats, and I don't eat pork. So there's really nothing left but chicken and that chicken stuff, man. I don't know. It's just too many. The chicken's getting bigger, right? <laughs> I'm getting scared. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, they, they. It's not. They're not just naturally that big. Obviously, they they gotta pump some. Uh, yeah. Well, they pump antibiotics and they pump some steroids in there and they, uh, and they pump you know some preservatives when it's being shipped around or whatever. But yeah, you know because uh, North Americans they want a lot of food and they want it cheaper. Because our well yeah. in America the portions are bigger than Canada, but still the the portions are, are big here. Yeah, that big, that big all over. But I mean, one of my biggest pet peeves is if I have a big chicken wing, you I won't eat it. If I go order some wings and the chicken wings are four inches long, I, I I'll eat those long. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Are you saying if the chicken wings are too big on the plate, then you won't eat them? Nah, I won't eat them anymore. I'm past that time. What what does that even mean, Corey? What what are you tell what are you telling me right I now? Just, I, I just I mean I, I feel like I'm you know I just I, it's a mind thing, right? It don't taste good to me once once it feel like it's not real chicken. <laughs> I call you know steroid chicken and all that stuff. I call it unreal chicken. So <laughs> I think these kids are seven foot tall at thirteen now. You know. <laughs> hey, well uh, that that might have to do with the chicken wings, or it might have to do with all the other stuff that they pump into oh, our food, stuff, right? But okay, but why? So, but why does that mean that you have to be a vegan? You're, are you going to give up turkey, and are you going to give up all kinds of fish, also? No, that's why I say um, almost a vegan. Almost I'm a vegan. Almost a vegan. I love seafood. You know, I'm from Florida, so seafood is what I love. I'm never giving up seafood unless it just says it causes something. And it's 100% research. I'll never give up seafood. Hey, seafood is delicious, dude. So, okay, so you mentioned you're from the South, and I'm not exactly sure where this young woman is from. I just know her dad was a famous country singer about 20 years ago. Um, but uh, Miley Cyrus, uh, and, <laughs> and, and some people are blaming Jay-Z or because of her, and, uh, of her of her recent behavior because Jay-Z on uh, that song Somewhere in America on his latest record, uh, Holy Grail Magna, Car- Magna Carta, um, or Magna Carta Holy Grail, excuse me. Um, uh, he said, you know, at one point he's like, twerk, Miley, Miley, twerk. And when her video, when she was in the jogging suit and she's twerking, it was like 90 seconds long. I think it came out like a year ago. It was kind of cute. It was kind of funny. But it feels like Jay-Z has almost enabled her uh, to, uh, in this recent course of behavior. What do you make of Miley Cyrus uh, in her performance at the uh, the VMAs recently? Well, I see the I see the um, dance briefly, and um, you know, I, I just look at it as you know, she's in an industry where you you know it's changing, and you have to sell yourself a certain way to become one of the uh, prevalent people. So, and she's a young woman, right? You know, she's gonna do things that she look back ten years from now and be like, why did I do it? But she's just having fun, you know. That's rich girl's problems, right? She's a rich girl having fun, and she's gonna do what she wants because it's gonna keep her relevant in, in the media. Yeah, she's she's twenty, and she's a she, a millionaire, and I remember when the Hannah Montana show was at its peak, 
she was worth like hundreds of millions of dollars because she was on like she did tv she had music and her song uh party in the usa was a big hit a couple of years ago she had her face on all like on merchandising on lunch boxes and t-shirts and all this kind of stuff recently her i saw on a, on a website her net worth was was about 120 million which is like just disgusting okay but when you see Corey, when you see like young kids these young entertainers acting the way they are acting as though uh they they have no accountability Who's to blame when uh, these teens uh, act out? Do you think the public for us feeding their machine or their parents? Well, I'm a firm believer in your leadership start at home, so I got to go to the parents. And uh, you are what you uh, was led to be. And, I mean, if your parents uh, – well, unfortunately for Miley Cyrus, I mean, her, she has more money than her parents. So, really, at the end of the day – and she's, a, she's an adult now, you know, so she's going to make a decision off of that. And I won't blame the parents for her, but when the young kids act out, you know, it's, a lot of kids don't hear the simple word, I love you anymore, right? So a lot of kids act out for that love. And they don't, because, you know, if you go to the average home and ask a parent how many times they tell their child they love them, not when they're babies, like when they're 13 and older, I guarantee that response would be, like, very minimal. How many times did you hear I love you when you were a teenager from your parents? From my mother, I, I heard it. You know, I heard it somewhat, but I didn't hear it enough. Like I know she how she loved me, right? Right. But, but I didn't. I never reached out for any kind of like. She supported me in everything I did, so I knew that was her love right there. So, do it was not, unspoken love. She told me she loved me enough, but you know. You could you could have used it a few more times, is what you're saying. Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, you can never <laughs> get too much loving. So, a lot of these children, they're victim of parents not. Just taking the time, I say I love you. They may get everything they want, but you know some kids can't can't define. Okay, my parents not you know why these kids are. It's always my parents didn't do this, my parents didn't do that. That's why I'm doing this, right? Yeah. That's the way of the that's the 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 excuse for the world now. My parents didn't do this, so I'm doing that. Corey, how much? How many times do you say I love you to your teammates? Uh. I mean, well... That sounds like you never huh? say it. You never say I love you to grow other grown no, men. No, no, I, I have said it before. I mean, because, you know, we we, we, we men, we go to war together every day and at any given moment our career can be taken from us from injury or whatever. So, I mean, we say it, you know, and it's no... No, but how many no, times do you say it? Not we, but you, yourself, you personally. I, 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 say, it, I say it quite often, man. I say it at least once a week to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> somebody right. you know at least but, once a week do you, but do you say it in in victory or can you say it do you ever say it in defeat well I said it in victory and humility I mean both it depends if they need it I, I, if I feel like my words can give somebody a better day I'll give it to them I mean I'm not <laughs> I'm not bashful by no means when it comes to that because at the end of the day I'm secure and I know uh as grown men, I can't stroke ego too much because at the end of the day, you're grown now. You got to be able to make a decision on your own. <laughs> I give you enough, but I'll never tell a man I love him as much as I tell my kids. I that probably wouldn't happen. Of course. Well, they, yeah, that makes sense. Of course, that makes sense. Can you ever, okay, Corey, can you ever look a dude in his eyes and say, I love you? Or do you just kind of give the dude a pat on the, <laughs> pat on the, on the shoulder or, you know, a dap on the, on the helmet or the head, be like, I love you, boy? Or can you actually, like, look a dude in the eyes and say that? Well, I don't, uh, I don't know about the looking in the eyes. Man. I don't know how far I can do that. I mean, 
Maybe. It depends what, what kind of situation we're in. <laughs> Death in the family or, you know, okay, yeah, something yeah, like okay, that. That's, maybe. Yeah. All right, all right. But just to say it, I don't know about that one. I don't know. <laughs> and I have to be taught that. Right. <laughs> God, you're killing me, man. Hey, so, um, okay, also at the at the VMAs, which was like, you know, for like 48 hours or like 72 hours, it's all, you know, that was like dominating the headlines or whatever. And... And obviously the way that Miley Cyrus was dancing on Robin Thicke. Miley Cyrus is 20, and some people were taking uh, umbrage with Robin Thicke because that dude is 36. Um, have you seen his new music video? And, 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 like, Blurred Lines has been number one on the pop charts for 12 straight weeks. Like, it's about to set some records. But have you seen Robin Thicke's new video called Give It To Me featuring 2 Chains and Kendrick Lamar? Uh, no, I haven't. I'm sorry, I haven't seen it. I, I haven't seen it. No, it, it just came out a few days ago. It's not. You'd have you'd have to go look it up on YouTube. But okay, okay. so the video is directed by Diane Martell, and this might appeal to you because the whole music video is shot in a football stadium, and there are like a dozen different cheerleading squads, like the kind of squads that you'd see at like Southern. Grambling, you know what I mean, like Howard. Also, oh, black cheerleaders. Yeah, you got some black, some black cheerleaders. Not, oh, okay. not drum lines, but just some black cheerleaders are in there. And um, the the, the are, dude, are you washing dishes right now? No, no, I walked away. I'm sorry. I, I had the kettle on his own. The timer. The kettle? No, it cut on the the. Uh, Water cut on on the zone on accident. Okay, it's all good. So in the, <laughs> I just heard some like rattling around. I'm like, is this guy like has are his hands immersed in a in a sink filled of water, soapy water, and you just like you know cleaning plates and whatnot. Um, so in this video, okay, so like blurred lines. Did you see the blurred lines video at least? No, I haven't seen it because you know, I mean, honestly, if I could have one bad thing to say about Kevin, you guys. Cable is absolutely terrible. So God, you don't get to see a lot of things unless Corey, you look it up on YouTube. Or everybody like watches that. stuff on YouTube, though. This is—I've I've only seen the video on YouTube, and I saw the explicit version because I wanted to watch the explicit version where there are half-naked girls in the explicit version. You gotta watch. Oh, every- well, I, 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 I'm, well, I'm, I'm gonna look it up. I mean, you might lock it in and look it up. Okay, sure. so that see that sparked your interest. Yeah. Okay, there you go. So <laughs> if you look, okay, so blurred lines, the explicit video. You have to watch it after we have this conversation. But then also watch, give it to me because the the centerpiece to me of this video is there's an ass float. Okay, there's a giant ass on a float, which I think the idea is great. The execution is so so, and you know, and like, because they could have taken. Remember the? I know you remember this video. Remember Sir Mixalot's video, "Baby's Got Back." Oh yeah. And and in the video, there's just these giant asses, like these ass, like set pieces in the video. Mm-hmm. Okay, so oh, in, yeah. in this video, there's the same thing, but the ass cheeks move in this particular mm-hmm. song on this on this float. When you went to college, which was which one again? Mississippi State. Mississippi State. Were you guys the Bulldogs? Yes, sir. Okay, Mississippi State. Was there anything like that at your football games or homecoming where there was a, a, like anything sexualized that explicitly? Uh, not, in, not in the state of Mississippi. Were the, were the girls twerking back then? 
Well, no, they wasn't allowed to do that. Not they wouldn't be able to do it like that. No way. What I mean, what did you guys call? Did you guys just call call it grinding back then? Like the way that women danced. We call it jucking. Called it jucking. Jucking. Yep. See, in I'm my parents are from the Caribbean, right? And in the islands, the expression "juk" means to. Uh, Means to know a woman in a in a in a, in the biblical sense. Uh, it means to get down, jucking. So it's funny that you guys like the the dance move is jucking in the south of the United States, but in the islands that means uh, to be south, if you know what I mean, in her United oh, States yeah. or her her one state. Is Robin Thicke's music on any of your playlists? Uh, I used to, well not the new CD, the, the older one needs to be on there. That one in there, the not the newer CD, the uh, the one when he had uh, what song was that? Uh, you know, the one that made him almost famous. I, I have that one. Well, the last, uh, I think the last one. This one's called Blurred Lines, but the one before this had like Me I Play with Jay Z on it, and it had like a Nicki Minaj track on it. I can't. I just lost my iPod, dude. I just lost it this past weekend in Vancouver, and uh, so now I'm like without music in my life. It, oh. In some ways, it really sucks without having a friggin' library of music at your disposal. So I forget the name of the of the album, but when but uh, on your late night music playlist, what artists are on there? I'm just I'm just curious as to what you know what you have on your particular playlist for this type of activity, Corey. Wow. Uh, well, I definitely will have me some uh, Adele. Really. Yeah, nice. I love Adele. That's one of my favorites. Anthony Hamilton, um, Life Jennings. Dude, Life Jennings. Does anybody rep like just? I, the, you, that's the first time I've heard Life Jennings' name in over five years. Just yeah. you saying it right there. Yeah, Life Jennings. I like him because I, I mean I'm more of a, like a classical music listener. I like to hear the instruments with the nice voice, but I don't just want to. I want to dance all the time. I want to hear that soul. You know, I'm, I'm kind of old school when it comes to that. Though all those all those remind me of old soul singers, so so on so on a late night playlist, Adele, Anthony Hamilton, and Life Jennings will be on there. Absolutely, that is that and is. Get, yeah. You you That'll you be. might be the only person on earth to have those three artists together on one playlist. Maybe, and I and I also listen to that sometimes before the game because I you know I like to get. Too crunk and excited, excited, so I have to calm myself down and just listen to something like that. And Wait, that so kind of keeps my emotions <laughs> down. So before, before you walk into battle, because you guys are modern day gladiators, you're listening to slow jams in the locker room. Yep, on my with my headphones on. Yep, or when I'm on the field warming up. I'm, I'm gonna be totally honest with you, man. You know, I, I, I was I, I did a lot of curriculum curriculum I mean, activities and. I never was in the house enough to watch TV, so I used to always be in stuff, and I had, a, you know, Boy Scouts. I had white friends, man. You know, they weren't into a lot of the rapping, so, you know, I hung with them a lot, and I wasn't into a lot of rapping. So, I'm still not into a lot of rapping unless I need that fix, you know, for a special time or a day, <laughs> or maybe get you crunk in football or something, but I have no knowledge of all the rappers. I mean, I hate to say it, but no. I know the guys the most, for the most part, but I don't know a lot of them. Wait, Corey, that's that's totally fine. Like I it's really my bad for assuming that you're in hip hop because you're from Florida, but you hung out with a mixed crowd. So what yep. are these these extracurricular activities? I'm sorry, you said Boy Scouts? 
Yeah, I was in the Boy Scouts, and I did, I did some amazing things growing up. Would probably paved my way to be who I am now. And I didn't do the normal, you know, the normal black kid things. Well, what did you do? And I went. I used to go hunting, camping, fishing on boats. I mean, like catch what you eat. We out there for three days, and whatever you catch, that's what you eat. Are you kidding? And I went on survival missions. I did all this growing up. It was ridiculous, you know. It was a zip lining. Uh, Bungee jumping, you know, so what is it, zip line of bungee jumping, uh, scuba diving. Really? Your life Man, sounds I did like all kind of stuff. It sounds like you were at a like a like a summer camp your whole life. That's what it sounds yeah. like. Like in well, the you movies. Know, Florida is always hot year round. The winter may be like what fifty five degrees tops where I was at in Florida, South Florida. So we had, we could we could do almost anything all year. So can, how much have you retained from being a Boy Scout? Like, can you make a fire? Can you tie some different kinds of knots? Yeah. I can tie the knots, and I can still make a fire. I can still survive in the wilderness if I had to for about a week, you know. <laughs> for about a week? I can live off the land. <laughs> can you suck the venom out of your arm if you got bit by a rattler? No, I'm probably going to die that day because I don't know. <laughs> I won't be able to do that one. Are you it for me that day. I just read this thing online where uh, Oxford, the online Oxford's online dictionary, um, are adding is adding new words to its oh, collection, and I have a, a, a few like a small sample of some of the words that are being added to this dictionary, and uh, I'll read them to you, and you tell me if you use any of these in your everyday um, <laughs> everyday vocab. Okay. All right, derp, twerk, FOMO, food baby, jorts. Or selfie. Oh well, I think it's George. The like we use George, but not. But that that's like a mixture between shorts and pants. Is that is that what you call George? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's not. But yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, jeans and shorts. Jorts. Oh, Jeans-shirt. okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, I'm right on that one. Yeah, we use that one. Uh, did you say twerk? Twerk. Yeah, yeah. You twerk. Did you say food baby? Food baby. Yeah. What is that? Food like baby? Just food, baby? Yeah, like you've eaten so much, you feel like you have a baby in your stomach. I mean, um, I, again, to take it back to the islands, in the islands, we say getting the itis. When yeah, after, the itis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know about the itis. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's maybe that's just a that's a black people thing, not even not yeah. just like localized to the, the Caribbean islands. It might be. Yeah. A, yeah. They, they start that, you know, they start saying it on boondocks, so. That made everybody be aware of the itis. It may have came from the island, but when they start saying it on boondocks, you know, everybody started putting it in their vocabulary. What's boondocks? Oh, buddy. Come on. <laughs> what's, what, what's, Are you for real? <laughs> 100%. What's boondocks? Now, now, I don't watch boondocks anymore, but, you oh, know, I, boondocks I used Saints, to watch it. The cartoon. Yeah, boondocks. Yeah. Oh, oh, I never watched it, but I'm aware of it, but I, I never, oh, I never watched it. <laughs> you gotta watch a little bit of it. Just me go back and get you good two or three shows of it. Just hear how crazy they be talking. Oh, actually, no, you're right. It was just Boondocks. I'm, I'm Boondock Saints was the movie, and Boondocks was the cartoon with the animated series. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the cartoon. Yep, the animated series. Right. Okay, so there's a, a derp, FOMO, and selfie. Do you use any of those? FOMO, FOMO. FOMO, fear of missing out. 
Yeah, FOMO, F-O-M-O, fear of missing out. It's like YOLO, FOMO. like you oh, only yeah. live once. And FOMO is, yeah, I, I often get FOMO when like friends are partying in different like cities or at different events and I'm working or something. So I get like, I get that sort of anxiety that I'm missing out on something which is awesome. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm use. I'm gonna steal that one. Well, you don't have to steal it. It's it's there for your, for your <laughs> use. It's <laughs> it's in the public uh, domain now, um, and that's uh, yeah. So that's selfie. So okay. So uh, Corey, you um you grew up in what was the name of your hometown? Like where you went? Where you went to high school? Well, I'm I'm, I'm from uh, Palm Beach County, uh, Florida, which is a city called Boynton Beach. I went to high school in uh, Santa Lucia's High School. That's like a neighboring city called Lantana Beach, you know, the suburbs of, of you know, I guess. There's the suburbs of the town we grew up in. I know you don't watch a lot of TV, but this show is really super famous. Are you into Duck Dynasty? Oh, no, I watch A&E now. That's one of my favorite channels now, A&E. So, I watch TV, more TV now than I did. Well, I don't, still don't watch a lot of video. I don't even, my TV probably would never turn to BET. I don't even watch it much now. I don't watch BET either, but you do. But do you watch Duck Dynasty? Yeah, I watch Duck Dynasty. It's hilarious. <laughs> that show is a phenomenon right now, man. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I, you know, I to to be honest, I've never seen one second of that show. I'm just aware that it's a huge, it's like a beast on cable TV, and it's super popular. Why? Do you know why it's so popular? Like why? What uh, the hype is all about? Because you know, it's, it's, it's probably it it, it it almost defines what what uh well, how would I word this? It 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 almost defines how modern day America used to be. You know, a bunch of country guys making millions, living off the land, and you know, with the beards, they look like the mountain men, right? Right. So it's, I mean, I don't know. It's pretty, so it's it's like a it's, the show is cool. I mean, but it's. I don't know how I was making all this money either, but I mean, it ain't nothing I must watch. It's just on TV and rotation all day some days. So you might catch it a couple times because nothing else is on, but it ain't nothing I just run to and watch. I'm more like a Criminal Minds, you know, Hell on Wheels, Boardwalk Empire. Those kind of shows are more like, I like more, you know, a little more action. Okay, a little more. Um, are you into Game of Thrones? I haven't, I, you know, all my friends are telling me about it, but I still, I haven't recorded, but I still haven't went back and looked at them on DVR. I haven't got into it yet. What about Breaking Bad? That either. Breaking Bad, Criminal Minds. Wait, oh, wait, wait. I like Hell wait. on Wheels. That's my favorite right now. Wait, that and uh, Boardwalk Empire. Wait, but so Breaking Bad, you do watch or you have not watched? I haven't gotten into it yet. I catch, like, the end of it, but I have to start from the beginning. Oh, like, yeah, you definitely have to start at the beginning, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm on the phone with uh, Corey Banks from the BC Lions, whose who's, who's adolescence was something out of a, perhaps even a, a Meatballs movie where it's like a summer camp, kids are doing all kinds of activities, probably playing pranks in the woods, uh, oh, yeah. you know, laying traps for his buddies, going on hikes and adventures and bike rides, that sort of thing. Uh, growing and paintballing. Up, and paintballing. Against, paint. against the animals. Any animal we see in the bushes. We shooting them, popping <laughs> everything. <laughs> What's the most? Uh, oh, how do I say this? Uh, 
what is the what is the weirdest animal that you've eaten? Like weirdest as as, as a an everyday yeah. citizen would consider weird. Well, I mean, you guys being from Canada probably will consider. I ate um, rabbit before, uh, turtle and alligator. What? Wait a second, wait a second. Rabbit, wait a second. <laughs> rabbit, I understand because a big part of our country is French and rabbit is a, is a French cuisine. That I get, okay? And, uh, and then, uh, but the thing that just jumped out at me um, was a turtle? Turtle. How do you eat, how do you eat turtle meat? Well, my, you know, my uncle, uh, he used to cook it up and sneak it on us and I didn't know what it was, and, but it was delicious. He's always telling me it was chicken. I got older and I realized it wasn't chicken, but it was delicious. It, you have to take the shell off and there's a lot of meat all over that area. I mean, you, it's not like, it won't be enough to feed a 10-person 10, 10, um, 10 family, but, you know, two or three people. Wait, Corey. It was, it was pretty delicious, but alligator is the best, though. Alligator. Alligator. I, listen, I understand. I, I want to get back to this turtle thing because the turtle one is really kind of, <laughs> is, is it's messing with me. Alligator I get. But I, I've had it once in New Orleans, and it's really chewy. Like, it takes a while to friggin' chew. Is it, Did I get, it like, a bad piece of alligator, or yeah, is that the normal? you had the bad. Somebody who couldn't cook it. That's what you got. You got to go to, if you're ever in the States, go to Pocket O's. They make the best alligator. Pocket O's? It's called Pocket O's. Like, uh, it's, it's a seafood and shrimp place. Or, okay. You know, it has everything, but it's, you know, specializes in alligator okay wait Corey okay now give, okay pocketos get me back to this turtle thing how big are the turtles that you're enjoying turtle meat because from what I can see there's the turtle head and there are the legs uh, under the shell obviously that's where the turtles body resides and he's and he's you know uh, uh, his his bones and his skin are uh, are like melded into the shell like friggin adamantium but like how uh, I just don't understand the process of cutting the turtle out of the shell and getting that meat. Did you ever see your uncle prepare the turtle? Uh, I, I didn't see enough to tell you how, that I can do it, but last time I ate it, I was in my teens. So I, I remember the taste, but I haven't ate it in years after that. Only my uncle used to cook it. I mean, it's not, I don't know, everybody I know don't eat it, but, you know, he used to put it in rotation. We used to be at my great-grandmother's house and, you know, got me addicted to it for a little while. Did he did he fry it or did he bake it? He How, made it all kind of ways. Barbecue it? <laughs> he yep, he did every he barbecued it. He uh he smoked it, what we call it smoking. He smoked it. Uh, <laughs> he fried it. And I think he put it in some kind of soup. It was almost like turtle clam chowder. It was delicious. <laughs> That's outstanding. Hey, who did uh who did you get your personality from? They say, you know, growing up, you get your personality from either your mother or your father. As you were growing up and your your aunts and your uncles and your grandparents were telling you about uh, your parents or whatever, who did they say you were most like? Well, they were like, um, they told me I was a mixture. Like my father, they always said I was like him far as. Like I was a social, well, not a so, I was a social person for my mother. My mother was very social, and my father he was more of like um, from what they tell me, he was he thought he was slick, you know. So I, they are they were like I was a mixture of both. Didn't know who you ask, so I think I'm more like my mother because I know her. You know, she's always been 
you know, that rock. And she's also very social, and you have no problem, uh, you know, being, you know, the center of attention in a room or being charming or whatever. Like you, that's that does you're not you have no anxiety about that, from what I can see. No, you can't because at the end of the day, I mean, that's what keep you young, you know, fresh, relevant. You know, people skills carry you longer than money will carry you, in a sense. That's a great point. Um, if your teammates hear this podcast, how do you think they're going to react to the fact that they'll learn that you used to eat turtle when in growing up? Uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure some people have something to say, but at the end of the day, they know the consequences if you get on me out loud. They know the consequences. <laughs> so if you really deal with those consequences, you go ahead. I don't mind joking on you. <laughs> I like to joke on people out loud anywhere so, so everybody can hear it, so they can laugh anyway. So... Especially some of my teammates. I like, you know that little button you can push when they get real sensitive? Yeah. If you know you got them, yeah, yeah. I like to get them at that moment right there. I like that you said there would be consequences for your teammates. It's consequences to pay, always. Oh, dude, you're, oh, that's awesome. Um, I know I've been uh, uh, taking up a lot of your time. I'll get you out of here on this one. Um, to borrow a line from uh, the great Tony Kornheiser, on your Twitter feed, uh, for those listening, it's at 24Banks. Um, I, uh, I saw a short video of you uh, laying on a table. You were shirtless, <laughs> and there, there's a woman in the video with some kind of photon laser uh, shooting energy beams into your left shoulder. What was going on? Well, I was getting like a little uh, tattoo removal that I had. You know, it was a cover-up, and God messed it up years back, so it was, it's time for me to get it off, you know, and just try to clean, you know, give it a cleaner look, so, you know, get it off so I can put a one over it. And I'm not big on, you know, the tattoo things anymore, but I feel like, you know, I'm at that point where I got tattoos a long time ago, so at least you want to clean the ones you do have up. Okay. So it can look like art and just, instead of just like a... Tattoo for the art, not not a prison work, right? Right. Okay. Just cleaning up. So okay. So a couple of questions. One, uh, what? How, how did she do in cleaning up this tattoo? Well, uh, this is my second time going to. I have like two more appointments. The worst feeling in the world is getting lazy. Oh boy. Oh my goodness. <laughs> if anybody listening that did it, they know. Oh my goodness. Is it really it, that painful? Is worse than getting a tattoo. The tattoo may take like this tattoo may take four hours to get, but those little forty-five minutes you getting laser feel way worse than them four hours you getting tattooed. Oh boy. Okay, number two. So you have to see this lady four times to get this one particular spot on your shoulder cleaned up. Is that correct? Well, it's on my. It's like on my chest to my shoulder. Yep. Oh, it's Only a because big one. it's a bigger piece and it, had, it was a little darker. Had it been not so dark, it was it was a cover up, so it was double the ink there. Wait a second. So wait, wait. She's cleaning up a tattoo that was covered that was covered up from a previous tattoo. Yeah, I had a tattoo on me that I should have just stuck with that and, and built around it, but I, I would just to cover that up. And this guy totally messed me up. Like, I mean, messed me up so bad where I'm so embarrassed for of it. Oh, jeez. Okay, yeah, so, so you're it has to come off. But see, okay, so about it. now I have to ask, what is the tattoo that's on your left shoulder? Your left no, it's, chest, it's, it's, chest it's connected with my shoulder and chest. 
you know, it's supposed to be a collage of things. But when he put it on me, you know, after he, about uh, two hours in, I went to sleep. So when I wake up, it, it totally, he freestyled and did some other stuff that he wanted to put in there. So I can't even tell you what it is. I can tell you if I ever, ever want to do something bad to somebody, that was the day. Well, oh my gosh. Wait a second. So, so what, okay, what was the original tattoo, Corey? Well, it was just, um, it, it was really just letters and a couple words and big letters. So, you know, right. Okay. So that's like, so it's like, you know, I was going to say something, you know, like, like Tupac had like thug life on his friggin' stomach, you know, it was no, like, wasn't that. okay, I know it wasn't that because you went to your whole adolescence was at adventure camp. So it could have been paintball champion or it could have been, you know, boy scouts <laughs> or, you know, something like that. Okay. So that original tattoo you didn't like. So then you went to get it covered up by a different tattoo artist who took it upon himself to do something in his mind, which was creative, which, yep. which in turn you did not like. No, I, 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 no, I absolutely didn't. And, and did you pay for this? Did you pay for the cover-up? Well, I, I, I pretty much, you know, I hate to say it, that day he thought he was going to get paid. I didn't pay him anything. But he paid. But he paid you for. Well, he, he's paying no, he you now pay. with this fucking pain. Keep getting going to the labor treatment, paying that, and taking his pain. He paid me nothing but a heartache. <laughs> and this guy was terrible. Have the you worst s- tattoo artist ever. Was it was it a, a Canadian guy? No, he was back in Atlanta, and he owned this big old shop where a lot of people go. And now I realize they have trash work on them because, you know, he's terrible. He's just terrible. He's not a real artist. He's a, he's a, a 1975 artist, like far as tattoo. He's not in the 2000s mm. with his work. Boy, what, uh, what's the what's the worst tattoo that you've seen? Like on like on a teammate or. Somebody you know, or just a random person in the in the street. Um, the worst one I ever seen. Oh, it, it was Lin J. Shell. <laughs> was who? <laughs> was who? It was Lin J. Shell. I mean, he had this little monster on his back or something. I don't know what that was. He had like a monster inside. I don't know what it was. It was just, it was terrible though. Oh no! Uh, like yeah, a like terrible. a. <laughs> Like like a gremlin or like or like um one of those uh, creatures that are sit on top of buildings a gargoyle or something. Yeah, it was something like that. And then Dante Marsh had this this little bulldog on his arm, and whoever drew the bulldog made the bulldog both two of his arms look broke and small on there. It was terrible too. <laughs> you know that work you get done back in the day. That junk is terrible. If you're uh, if you're anywhere near thirty and you had a tattoo when you were early twenties or teens. Your tattoo most likely is terrible. Oh man, that's unfortunate, but hilarious at the same time. I don't. You probably haven't seen this because you're not on Instagram, although you are on Twitter. But uh, Larry Sanders of the uh, speaking of bad tattoos of the Milwaukee Bucks has uh, the word "receive" uh, tattooed on his uh, on his arm. Um, uh, no, sorry, it's on his hand. It's on his on his left hand, like. Like receiving the Lord or receiving the ball or receiving, you know, blessings or whatever it is. But the word receive is misspelt on his left hand. Oh. 
It's, oh. oh man, so it's R E C I E V E as opposed to the correct spelling, which is R E C E I E V E. Oh God! So yeah, he's got <laughs> he's oh, got that. Man, so that's terrible. So as as bad as you think uh, yours is, I mean, you were, you play football, so it's always covered up. But this guy's a basketball player, and he handles the ball with both his left and his right hand. So that is currently on uh, on his hand, and I'm, I'm sure we'll see it in the upcoming. Uh, NBA season, dude. I hope the rest of the um, removal isn't as painful. I hope it hope it gets lighter as uh, the treatments go on. But somehow I doubt it. Oh man, don't tell me that. Oh no, the worst tattoo ever is Gucci man with that ice cream cone on his face. He oh a, a man, mess. yeah, that was. He's a fool with that one. He's a mess, and I ain't scared to see it. Man, there there are moments where uh, things happen to us as a as a culture and as a race. That they took us back years. He oh, just took us back 100 years with that one. Did it ever. I mean, Chris Rock used to have that bit on the Chris Rock show where he would, mm. you know, he'd have, you know, either this day in black history or stuff that would take us back a few years. The Gucci Mane ice cream cone tattoo on the face definitely took us back a few years. Oh, man, more than a few. Oh, that, man. that and those saggy jeans with your draw showing. Yep. Yeah, man, just just do it. We just do it to ourselves, man. I'm sick of it. I know, <laughs> but it's because, like you talked about earlier, it's, it's the media. They they put this portrait of us in the in the paper and say this is how you're supposed to look when you make money, and that's the total opposite. Nobody should really look like Little Wayne when you're rich, or even if you're trying to get money, you don't supposed to look like that. With the pants sagging, tattoos on your face. Come on now. No, I mean I, you know, I would prefer to. This is me. This is my own personal, you know, my own personal. I'm. I would rather look like President Barack Obama. That's you know. That's oh, where I'm. Absolutely. That's where I'm get going with mine. That way. I understand that you know wearing your pants low is is a, is a like a it's a statement of rebellion. Like I can what do what I want. What is it going to go away? I'm sick of that. What is what is it going to stop? It's been I going know, on too man. long now. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sure. Um, hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. Don Lemon had a great essay on uh, CNN about a week ago or two weeks ago um, in response to uh, Russell Simmons. You should look that up. Before you look up the uh, the Robin Thicke Blurred Lines video and uh, his new one, uh, give it to me. Check out Don Lemon's essay on race. It's like two. It's not older than two weeks in his response to Don Lemon. Don, Don Lemon. Lemon. Right, his response to Russell Simmons, like the iconic Def Jam founder, Russell Simmons, his his response to Russell Simmons' open letter. That's excellent. Uh, this conversation has been excellent. Corey Banks, thank you so much uh, for spending some time with me and having a conversation that started at friggin' Xbox and ended on saggy jeans. <laughs> thank you very much, man. Thanks for having me. Man, it's my pleasure. Good luck the rest of the way, sir, and I hope... Uh, the next time you use, uh, you tell one of your teammates, I love you, and you look them in the eyes, it's when you guys are celebrating the 101st uh, Grey Cup Championship. There we go. Now we're talking. Yes, sir. There you go, dude. Well, man, good luck the rest of the way, sir. Thank you for listening to Cabby Presents, the podcast.